Welcome to the Intentional Family Podcast. I'm Rachel Schmitz, your host, with my husband and co-host, Mike. Thanks for joining me again. How are you? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm doing okay. Uh, Broke my hand this week, but uh, other than that, we're good. I'm thankful that we were able to get it casted right away and didn't have to wait through Thanksgiving That's with a true. broken finger that was taped up. I really did not want to have to retape that myself. So <laughs> definitely thankful for that. Yep. <laughs> Today we are talking about line upon line. And what I'm, I mean by this is that we're discussing a mindset that character must be built. Um, we aren't just born with good character. It's something that has to be developed over time. And I love the phrase line upon line. Choice upon choice is another way that I wrote it here, is that it's one small action, one small decision after another that builds character. Mm -hmm. Well, good or bad character, really. Yeah, the seeds that you sow do produce a harvest. And if you look at the seeds that you're sowing now, you can see what your future is going to be. You make right choices, you get good results. You make bad choices, you get bad results. Yep. And uh, that's a, a skill that I hope our kids develop in their life is to look at the fruit of their choices and then to learn from the mistakes that they've made. If they don't like that fruit, then make different choices later. Instead of just wondering why these bad things keep happening, recognize that you do have the ability and the power to change your future by changing your choices. Yeah. And a tree is known by its fruit. That is a very important principle. And if we can picture, let's say, a healthy apple tree, the trunk is healthy, the roots are healthy, the branches are healthy, there's not overgrowth, there's not a bunch of sucker plant, sucker um, branches and things like that, it's healthy and it produces good, healthy fruit. And that's a true part that we can have like that metaphor for our lives is that the stronger, the more healthy our life is from the ground up the better and more life-giving fruit that we will produce. And if you picture a tree, the foundation is the most important. If it has a strong root system, good soil and nutrients, then it will grow a healthy plant. And with character, it has to be built from the ground up. And the definition of character is the combination of mental characteristics and behavior that distinguishes a person or group. Or disposition is another way to say it. The distinguishing nature of something, also known as quality, the moral strength or integrity. I think we can agree that we want to have good character and we want our families, our children to have good character. So I'll put you on the spot here with your first definition, the combination of mental characteristics and behaviors that distinguish a person or group. What are the combination of mental characteristics and behavior that distinguish the Schmitz family? We have actually family core values that I would say (laughs) are a combination of mental characteristics. They are. That we have developed. And we have episodes on how we identified those, so I'll put links to those in the the show notes. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of thing that most people don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about, but I'm very grateful that we did do that. And I would encourage everybody to think about that. What are the things that you want to be known for? Mm -hmm. And then from there, well, what are the choices you have to make in order for that to be true? And you prove it to yourself day by day, play by play, like our pastor says. Yeah. So you, you almost look at like, what kind of fruit, what kind of outcome do I want? And then you basically deconstruct it from there and get down to the bottom roots, which would be the very base of your core values, which we have talked in length in other episodes. 
And it is, once we know that, once we know what we're about and why, then we can start making choices after choices, after choices, day after day after day, day by day, play by play. Our pastor always says Mm -hmm. 1% better every day. And what that will do is over the course of time, you will see a dramatic result. It's not a quick adjustment. It's a bunch of micro adjustments. Actually, episode 31, we talked about micro adjustments where little small tweaks that we make to improve something. Yeah. And those 1% better, you know, every single day, that's a story that comes from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, where he talks about the British cycling team. And that's how they completely transformed from being worst to first, basically. And he uses this chart that shows if you get 1% better every single day, what you end up doing is getting 37 times better over the course of a year. So you don't think those 1% choices add up, or maybe you think of it in terms of addition where 1% plus 1% plus 1% equals 365% or like three and a half times better, but it's actually a compound effect and it's way more than that. And likewise, if you just let things go, if you're not paying attention, if you're not intentional, you get 1% worse every day, Mm -hmm. you end up in a spot where how in the world did I get here? Well, it wasn't just you woke up one day and you had a crummy job and nothing in the bank and Mm -hmm. no friends. It was the choices that you made over and over and over again that led you to that point. Yeah. And it really does make an impact. And when we're short-sighted, we don't see how all the little choices that we make on a given day impact our future. And that is why it, it is paramount to have a mindset shift in this way and just identify the simplest, littlest things. And something that just came to mind was, let's say, I have a goal of working out five times a week, Monday through Friday. I want to work out every day. Well, let's say I can't make it to my hour class. Well, I can still do it. I can pull up my Apple Fitness and I can do a workout at home, Mm -hmm. but not giving yourself room for excuse, but do something. Do what you can do. And that's really why I like journaling, but I I changed the way that I journaled a couple of years ago. And I started doing these daily questions, which comes from the book Triggers by Marshall Goldsmith. And I really like this because you ask these questions and it's based on your intention. Did I do my best to love my wife, love my kids, grow spiritually, create something, exercise? Like those are mine. And then I give myself a rating on a scale of one to 10. Mm -hmm. And it's all based on the intention. Did I put in the effort? You know, my effort for working out, I can still put forth the effort, but the result is going to be very different now that I have a cast on my hand. (laughs) I can't go to the gym and do the bench press and I can't go running because I can't get a glove on my hand and I have to modify things. (laughs) Right. So I have to modify things, but that doesn't mean that I can't do anything. Yeah. And so this is actually a a good practical application of this lesson for me because (laughs) I have to rethink things and think about what is possible. Yeah. No, then that's really good. And what we're talking about today comes from Isaiah 28.10 for precept must be upon precept precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here little, there little. Sound repetitive? Well, that (laughs) is purposeful writing right there. (laughs) Repetition is a teacher's best friend. A parent's, a leader's, a mentor's best friend. Yeah. And I I love uh, a verse that's not on this outline. Zechariah 4.10 says, do not despise these small beginnings because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So it doesn't matter if you're writing you know, 3,000 words when you first sit down to write. It's just the act of showing up every day and writing something. Mm-hmm. If you really believe that you're supposed to write something, whether it be start a blog or write a book, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of my story, how I got into doing a lot of the things that I'm doing is I wanted to write a book and I just wrote for an hour every day before I went into the office. And within eight months, I it's not perfect, but it I had published it and I got it out there. And that finishing that thing opened up a whole bunch of other doors for me. Uh, I want to be careful, though, here when it comes to, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept. We're not talking about set a big goal and then work backwards from there. I actually don't like the whole idea of goal setting very much because you really can't control the outcome. You can control the effort that you put forth though. And so it's the habits, it's the little things that you do right every Mm -hmm. single day. And when you do that, the score takes care of itself. Yeah, it's like every day, what kind of vote am I gonna cast for the kind of person I am? What what kind of character I have? Another James Clear idea, yeah. Every, (laughs) Every part of me, that I want to grow and improve any any bit of character I want to develop in my life, it comes from habits. It comes from little things I decide to do. And the more I decide to sit and eat junk food, the more I'll want to eat junk food. Mm -hmm. It's just a principle, positive or negative, that works in our favor or to our detriment. And it's a principle that it's part of life. It's part of nature. It's part of how everything, how we're all created to operate. And so why not lend that to our our strength and know, okay, every little decision I make is making a vote for who I will become. Yep. And having that mindset will help overcome any hurdle to developing that. And that's the insidious part about this is most people will be paralyzed by the fact that I want to do this thing, but I haven't been doing it yet. And so they feel like if they say they are that thing and they do the thing, they're a fraud because they haven't established a, a track record of doing mm-hmm. that thing. And so in your mind, you've got this, John Acuff talks about this in the book Soundtracks, this pocket jury, which is trying to convict you mm-hmm. and say, you're not this thing. But James Clear in that book, Atomic Habits, again, he talks about associating with that identity and just doing the thing that creates that identity. But again, don't focus on the outcome. Don't focus on I'm going to become this thing or I'm going to have written this book. I am just going to show up and write. And then when I say I'm a writer, at first I'm not going to believe it. But every time that I show up and I write and I create that habit and I disconnect it from the outcome, I'm casting a vote for the type of person that I want to become. And that's what this episode is all about, the line upon line. It's doing the small things over and over and over again until you believe that's who you are and yep. then it becomes effortless mm-hmm. and it you have that positive cycle. But you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And you don't realize that until you start somewhere, you're kind of stuck in this negative cycle because yep. your brain's going to keep telling you you're not good enough, you're yep. not smart enough. It's going to compare you to other people and it's yep. going to say you can't. And just the moms out there, the dads out there, if you yelled at your kids today and then you go through this cycle of... I am a terrible parent. I can't believe I did that again. Like, I need to have more patience and self-control. Like, why can't I get this? Okay, f- step one, stop beating yourself up. Step two, ask for forgiveness and move on. One of my favorite scriptures lately, I've been trying to memorize as much as Romans 8 as I can, Romans 8, one. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. There, just move on. Mm-hmm. Don't just okay. I made a mistake. Move on and do the right thing. Do what you know to do. 
practice the right things. Yeah. Do the right things over and over again until it becomes effortless. It's not going to all of a sudden change. I remember Dr. Barkley when he was at our church telling the story of how he got saved, but he grew up in a family that was putting whiskey in his baby bottles. Like he was an alcoholic before. I think he was 12 by the time he was a full-blown alcoholic. Yeah. So that's just what he knew and he got saved and he had trouble kicking this this alcohol habit and he tells this story of he was going to this small church and there's this old lady he calls her sister pentecost (laughs) and she walks up to him one day because he's trying to fast food so he can be delivered from this alcoholism and she's like sonny are you, do you struggle with cheeseburgers? And he's like, no, ma'am, I struggle with alcohol. He's like, well, why don't you try fasting alcohol? <laughs> and that was the thing that got the breakthrough. Idea. From him. Yeah, exactly. He's like, just stop doing that negative thing. And then there's another aspect of that. You know, you can replace it with something positive, And that's really what helps a lot of this habit formation stuff stick for me. But I think there's some truth in that. It's like, just practice doing the right thing mm-hmm. or avoiding the wrong thing. And the more that you execute on it, the easier it becomes the next time. You're probably not going to just change your habits all of a sudden, make these big, drastic, sweeping changes in your life. Just start somewhere. Make one move, one step in the right direction. Yeah. And his story is that he did stop. He fasted alcohol and then he was free of alcohol. And obviously that's not the story for everyone, but that shows how powerful our mind is. When our mind decides what we're going to do, our body follows and those cravings subside because the mind is where that stronghold is. And the more we rewire our brain to be positive and to say who I am, even if we don't feel it anywhere, like there's no feelings attached to it, even though we feel like we're lying to ourselves, we must speak in a way that is true to who we're supposed to be, who we're meant to be. Mm -hmm. And it is just so important. And when we can do that ourselves, then we can in turn lead others. We can in turn parent our children in a way that creates them to be warriors, creates them to be winners in life, creates Mm -hmm. them to be overcomers in life that no matter what comes their way, any obstacle, any hard thing, they'll learn to see that and be like, I can do that. My son Joshua, the other day in class, I did a little fun presentation time with my students and I chose a question for them and they, that they had to answer on the fly. And it was really fun. My son, my son's question was, what's your favorite subject and why? And he said, math is his favorite subject because it's his hardest subject. The other stuff <laughs> is too easy. And his classmates were like, why do you like math? Because it's hard. I don't understand. He's like, I like hard things. It's boring if stuff is easy. And I was so happy to hear that. And I had to tell my husband, because one of the things we've instilled in them and tried to practice ourselves is that we can do hard things and we practice doing hard things and we don't give up. Yeah. One example of that is me learning Spanish, because I remember when I was in high school, I couldn't roll my R's. And so I just wrote it off. Oh, I can't do this. Yeah. I had a limiting belief there, fixed mindset that I could not speak Spanish, but I've been doing it for a long time now. I think it's 760 days in a row or something like that on Duolingo. And Joshua's right behind me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of cool because that was something that I never thought I could do. I overcame that myself. And then they saw me do that and they started doing it too. I want to go back real quick though, and just talk about something that you touched on earlier about doing the right things. Uh, repeatedly and not beating yourself up. I 
can't at the moment play guitar because my hand is busted. But uh, I think of this line upon line, I think that key word there is practice. It's Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to fail at things. And music is the thing for me where it's just so obvious. You can't just sit down at the piano or pick up a guitar and think that you're going to play like Jimi Hendrix. Like it's impossible. You, you look at someone who has developed that skill and your immediate thought is, well, obviously they've spent a lot of time practicing. Mm-hmm. So why don't we give ourselves that sort of grace when it comes to the things that we want to do well? We're yeah. so quick to just write it off if we can't master it right away. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess that's just not for me, but yeah. that's that fixed mindset at work again. Yeah. And that's been a fun interesting journey too if you spoke to music and our four boys are in music lessons and sometimes when they're like oh do I have to do my scales oh I know my (laughs) scales then I have to come back to no that's foundational that's the thing it's not a knowledge problem no it's not it's a behavior problem you have to ingrain this in Mm -hmm. your psyche it's not just you have you know what to do and then you can do it, yep. which is why we think like, well, what's wrong with me when I know this thing and I can't actually do it because you have to master it. It has to become second nature where yep. you don't even think about it anymore. It's just automatic. Yeah. And you think about uh, professional athletes and thinking about training because the next section I have here is train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Proverbs twenty two six. I think about training and I think about athletes and how they don't go away from the basics like uh yeah. let's say mba they don't stop practicing free throws you know <laughs> what i'm saying like the basics they don't stop practicing their layups i'm coaching middle school basketball right now and we do layups and free throws and yes. fundamentals and yep. even the it's kind of interesting because it's a homeschool team there are some kids who have played basketball quite a bit and they're really good other kids have never played before in their life and so you're teaching the fundamentals and the kids who had never done it before, they're kind of struggling with it. But even the ones that have been doing it for a really long time, they benefit from this yeah. basic practice mm-hmm. as well. The first game we played, we lost because I think some of the, the kids thought, you know what, I've got that down. And we missed a whole bunch of layups. If, <laughs> if we would have made our layups, we would have won the game. It's true. It is so basic. It's so simple that a child can do it. And that's really the truth about life in general. And anything that we think is too hard or inconvenient or anything like that, it's just simply not true or that it's a burden. One of the messages uh, my pastor's wife has been preaching lately is that the things of God are not burdensome. Mm -hmm. And what she means by that is reading your Bible and praying, like basic Christianity 101 stuff is not burdensome. It's not hard. But it is if you haven't created a habit. Mm. But if you create a habit of, well, I don't I don't eat my breakfast until I read my Bible and you instill that in your kids, not in a religious way, but just in a heart like we love God and so we put him first. It's out of love that we do this. That what that does is they're going into their throughout their childhood having this habit and into adulthood, when they're left to their own devices, they won't know what to do with, with themselves unless they read their Bible in the morning. Like, it can be so ingrained in them. And most of our boys, like, there's only one of them I need to remind. The older three, they do it first thing in the morning. Like, I don't have to remind them ever anymore. I'm reading this older book that Joe picked for Bookworm called Self-Control, It's Kingship and Majesty. 
That's awesome title. And there, there's a, a chapter in there that's called The Red Tape of Duty, and it compares duty versus love, mm. which is exactly what you were talking about. Duty looks at life as a debt to be paid. Love looks at life as a debt to be collected. Duty is forced like a pump. Love is spontaneous like a fountain. Duty is prescribed and, and formal, but love is the thing really that is the motivator yeah. for all of this stuff. And you get to the point because you've done things the right way for a long time and you start to see the fruit that your motivations change. Yeah. When you start working out, I don't know anybody who started working out and they just absolutely loved it or they started running and they absolutely loved it or whatever. Yeah. It was always like, I hated this thing, but I did it enough. <laughs> and then eventually if a switch was flipped, that was me. I hated running. Mm -hmm. I always played sports in high school and college. And Like, why would I run just to run? Yeah. I'm run like, to shoot a hoop. That's pointless. Give me a ball. There's got to be a goal. I got to score some points. Yeah. You know, but I've learned to the meditative benefits of, of running. Yeah. It's like I get, I'll go for a long run and I hit that runner's high, those endorphins fire. And that's when I think most clearly but that took a while to get to that point where now I look forward to going running and I feel weird if I can't do it. It wasn't something that just came with the activity the moment yeah. that I started doing it though. And I can't pinpoint a specific point where my mind was changed about it, mm -hmm. but I do recognize that I have crossed that threshold from duty into love. Yeah. And that threshold is in every activity that you would you would do, any discipline that you would try to create. Yeah. And I like that distinction that you made, duty versus love. That is the heart of it. That's when, when things are burdensome. If making good meals for your family is burdensome and not a priority, <laughs> as some random example. Okay, that is actually true lately. I got, I don't know, I'm sure other people have experienced this where life gets busy. And so cooking home, good home um, cooked meals uh, kind of falls to the back side, the weight, you know, you just don't think of it. It's on the back burner. And then you're like, okay, well, I can whip this up quick. Those whipped up meals are just fine sometimes. Like I can do that. You know, you can look in the kitchen, look in the refrigerator at any given moment and be like, oh, well, I can make a meal out of this. But when it's more intentional and you put more weightiness on planning it out, there's love in that. Mm -hmm. And it's like a you're just saying to your family, I love you enough to put more weight on this. And I can cook. I'm a good cook. When I put the effort in, just like anything. I think my love language is tasty food. Yes. So I had to <laughs> kind of reignite that, that love for cooking lately. You know, and I put my music on in the kitchen and I get in my, my groove and I love it. <laughs> but I wanted to, I mentioned train up a child. That word train is really good. It's to dedicate, inaugurate. And in that scripture, it's in the imperative tense. That means there's continuous action. So continually dedicate to train up your child. Yeah. Like what a picture of that, like continual dedication to train them. That sounds a lot like line upon line, precept <laughs> upon precept. Yeah. And if you think about this, you know, you can't just tell your kid once, clean up your room. Yeah. You say it over and over and over again, and you get frustrated when they don't do it. But we're the exact same way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Look at yourself first. Yeah. <laughs> figure out where you know the right thing to do, but you have trouble trouble doing it. You're mm -hmm. just like a little kid. I'm just like a little kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just means we need more training. We need more discipline. Yeah. And that training, what makes that powerful is that if there's a vision for it, and again, we mentioned core, family core values already, personal core values. We've talked about it. We've talked about life themes in episode 22. There is a lot we have covered in this podcast in the past before. 
Mm-hmm. But specifically today, what we are focusing on is keep going and keep growing. Yep. That we need to be patient in the training. Anyone who has gone through training, again, it's easy to go back to physical training for some event or race or something because that takes a lot of endurance and patience and endurance has grown over time. I love what James 1, 4 through 8 says, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. Let him ask in faith and not doubt. He who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven, tossed by the wind. For let no one suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And that that phrase, that double-minded, I think also in, in James it talks about that being like the person who looks in a mirror and then leaves and immediately forgets <laughs> yeah. what they look like. What a picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that just shows that this is... Not a knowledge problem. No. Nope. This takes Behavior. constant practice mm-hmm. in order to master this. And you you probably never fully master this stuff, but you create that discipline and then you achieve higher levels of mastery and it, it becomes less of an, an effort and a, a chore. It, it becomes easier and it your desires change towards those things as, as well. But like this verse is talking about, it's going to take a while. Yeah. You can't fixate on a point in the future when that's when everything's going to get easy. You mm-hmm. just win the day. I'm kind of learning that with uh, my hand being in the cast too is like I can think as the doctor said 6 weeks. I'm like, oh, I can't play my guitar for 6 weeks. <laughs> I can't play basketball with the kids for 6 weeks. <laughs> I can't type on my clicky keyboard for 6 weeks. But when I think about it that way, I get sad. I get depressed. I'm like, man, that's a long time. But if I focus on what I can do today <laughs> and just take take it one day at a time, yeah. it's a lot easier to have a positive mindset. Yeah. And speaking of being positive and having patience through the process, when I think about like training the children, it's super easy to be very negative because the mm. bad behavior is obvious, like defiance or Um, hitting or disobedience like it's obvious in your face and the pride in us rises up and we have to ah, deal with it right that's natural that's easy for us as parents to deal with a lot of times but what is harder for us to deal with a lot of times is reinforcing the positive behavior the things we see in our children that they're doing right And when we're not really focused on the vision for our life, the vision for their life, it's easy to take for granted the good they are doing. Mm -hmm. And it is very important that we do have positive reinforcement built into our family and into our relationships with our children and others around us because that just builds up. That Mm -hmm. reinforces that good behavior. If we're only addressing the negative behavior, the flashlight is put on that. And what is going through our brain? What is going through their brain is negative, 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 negative. And that's what will come out. A tree is known by its fruit. We need to have positive to change the direction. Yeah. And there's going to be one area where it's easy for you to see the difference between positive and negative. You mentioned the physical practice, eating right exercising, stuff like that. That's the one that's easy for me. Uh, The mental side is maybe not as easy. Maybe you find yourself falling into bad habits, negative self-talk, all that kind of stuff. Where other people, maybe they catch that stuff right away. 
Uh, so be patient with yourself and continue to paint that positive picture, like you said, whether it be in the physical realm and the mental realm, finances, that's really just habits too. Do you naturally save? Do you naturally spend? Is that kind of, are those linked with your mental habits? Do yeah. you spend money as like a coping mechanism? You feel mm -hmm. like you deserve something. And so it's all like immediate gratification. Social habits, that's yeah. another one. I mean, mm -hmm. if you want to have friends, show yourself friendly. Yep. So are you reaching out to people? Are you asking how they're doing? Mm -hmm. Or are you just focused on like no one's ever reaching out to me and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff? Spiritual yep. habits, like you mentioned, reading your Bible, praying every day. It's something we're trying to cultivate in our kids. And uh, we did bribe them with that. Maybe we should tell that story real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Initially, this is great. Because they were... They were younger, and we have this thing at our, our church that we used to do where a pastor would have the, the reading plan, and he would encourage everybody to follow along with the reading plan for the year, read through the whole Bible together, and if you made it through the whole reading plan, didn't miss a day, then they had a big dinner at the end of the year, and everyone who finished could go. And we're thinking about that. Well, that's cool because that's reinforcing these positive habits. Why don't we do the same thing with our kids? And so he so said, tell you what, if you read your Bible every day, Here's the, the reading plan. We'll give you $50 if you yeah. make it through the whole year. Toby and Joshua did it that first year, and it's been automatic ever since then. We had, yep. we gave them the $50 that first year, but after that, they just they do, do it. it. Yeah, And we don't have to berate them. Hey, did you read your Bible today? Yep. Like they, It's just ingrained in them, and they've they've benefited from it, which is why they continue to do it. Otherwise, they'd be like, why, why the heck am I doing this? Just yeah. because mom and dad told me to? We never just told them to. Yeah. We incentivized what we consider to be the right behaviors, but everyone has to come to a point in their own life where they're making their own decisions. So they're not just doing it because we we told them to. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it just to get 50 bucks every year because we no longer do that. Yeah, We used that to create this habit that we were hoping was going to to stick in it and it has. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You no. can create those motivations and those You have incentives. natural rewards in life. You work, you get paid. Exactly. Like, it the bribery has such a negative connotation. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. But it's a re, it can be a reward system if done properly. And I remember that first year I remember saying, "Toby, did you see the Bible reading plan that pastor put out there? Would you want to do that?" He's like, "I I really would." And then Joshua was like, well, I want to do it too. So I'm like, well, how about, and then that's when the reward came at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And so they did have that initial, like they were interested, which was really good, but they did follow through. And a little side note on that, one of our children, I don't even know if you know this, but not, I don't know, it was quite a bit ago now. One of the kids came up to me, he's like, mom, just so you know, there was a period of time where I did not read my Bible in the morning. And I said I did. I've lied about it. So <laughs> he asked for forgiveness. We made it right. And since then, I know he reads his Bible because I also have a new habit of asking everyone at the breakfast table or if we're out in the car first thing in the morning, okay, everyone share something that they read today that will help them for today. Yep. And that's just another level of let's read to understand as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's just a fun little story. <laughs> yeah, and that that does not surprise me and that's completely fine because we're not trying to tell them to do something that we're not doing ourselves yep. we're modeling it so even if they're not reading their bible in the morning they're still doing man school they're still <laughs> going to church with us we're still yep. talking about these things yep. and so everyone else is sharing what they got and you can kind of tell like 
when somebody gets something, the light goes on in their eyes. Mm -hmm. It's not just information, it's revelation. And the other ones are like, oh, I wish I would have understood something like that. Well, you can, you know, you just Mm got to apply yourself. Really, like that's the the key skill we want our kids to learn is to just become constant learners, lifelong learners, never stop learning. And that translates not just to their spiritual area of their life, that's every area of their life. We want them to keep continuing to get better and keep growing. And if that's the one thing that we instill on them by the time they're 18 and leave the house, we have succeeded as parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it it's not a small task and it's not an easy job. Mm-mm. But with diligence and perseverance and patience, we will see the desired outcome in our family down the road. And one of my favorite quotes, I actually have a t-shirt with this on it, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. And if I'm having a day where I feel like I need that message and I need to wear it, like I put that (laughs) shirt on because it's a good reminder for me that if bad things happen or negative behavior happens, uh, that's just another opportunity to grow and to be more skilled. And when we think of it that way, it's all positive. There's no bad outcome here. We just adjust and repair. Right. And constant progress is the mindset that is crucial to living a life of endurance and perseverance. Character is built by one choice at a time. The choice to do what's right, no matter the temptation or opposition. It's a choice to begin again when we fail. It is not a crash diet, a quick fix, a life hack, or a flash in the pan fairy tale solution. Line upon line, how are you building your life? The one you were created to live. How do you eat a whole orange? One slice at a time. Thanks for listening to the Intentional Family Podcast. We can be found at intentionalfamily.fm. Until next time, join us in living life intentionally. Intentionally.